Welcome, I'm Linda Cullerton, and this is the Free From OCD podcast. Learn how you can become free from OCD without medication. Let me empower you to transform your mental health. Hello and welcome to the Free From OCD podcast. My name is Linda Cullerton. I'm so happy you're here with me today to share more inspirational stories of recovery and also education around different forms of OCD so potentially you can become free from OCD. So today's topic we're talking about homosexual OCD, a misunderstood form of OCD. So before I kick off I just want to acknowledge that this podcast is not intended to discriminate against any sexual orientation. The content that you're about to listen to is really about educating and shining a light on a mental health issue. So as we get started, let's talk about homosexual obsessive compulsive disorder. So homosexual OCD or sexual orientation is a form of obsessive compulsive disorder. This causes a person to have intrusive, recurring thoughts, images that are obsessional. And then they may have repetitive compulsions. These are behaviours that a person does in order to regain a sense of control, in order to relieve that heightened state of distress and anxiety. Homosexual OCD is purely misunderstood and many people misunderstand it to be repressed homosexuality and others mistakenly interpret it as an early part of the coming out process. Homosexual OCD can affect people of any sexual orientation. So, for example, it can be a person that's having fears, a straight person having obsessions of being gay, or a gay person having obsessions of being straight. Please note that people with homosexual OCD are not homophobic. In fact, this is a mental illness. And I really want to um, emphasise that. I really want to shine light on this. This can affect many people. This is a very hidden mental health issue. And it's a very uh, much of a stigmatised due to people's sexual orientation. It can affect any sexual orientation. But for this podcast, I'm going to talk about a story. I think stories are great because we can really see how it maybe relates to us. A story that describes the experience of a straight person with obsessions about being gay. So let's take the story of Paul. So Paul was living a general life, working in a job, had a partner and two kids. Paul would have had experienced anxiety throughout his life. Probably at a young age, he would have had excessive worries. 
about fitting in, about belonging. There was a history of forms of mental health in his family. But one specific day, Paul had a thought in his mind, what if I'm gay? And this thought absolutely petrified and horrified Paul. He actually had a panic attack when he had that thought. It frightened him so much. He felt like he was losing his mind. He couldn't believe he had this thought. What if I'm gay? It frightened him so much that he started frantically worrying about this thought. The more he worried about it, the more other intrusive thoughts he had. Now please note, intrusive thoughts, what is that? Intrusive thoughts is a thought where it actually really, really frightens a person. So it's a fear-based thought. Not just a general worry thought, very much fear-based. So the more he worried about this thought, the more thoughts he got. This led to Paul constantly checking. So Paul worked in an environment where there was loads of men. And this led to him avoiding going to work. It also would le- would have led him to, if he was in a shop, he'd seen a man, he'd, he'd have questions. So did I look at him? If I looked at him, does that mean I'm gay? Did I find him attractive? Did I look at him in a certain way? Oh, you must fancy him. These were the constant intrusive thoughts he had that led to him really avoiding going anywhere. He was absolutely petrified. He was constantly obsessed about what should I do with my partner? What if I am gay? But these thoughts created so much fear and anxiety. He knew deep down that he was 100% attracted to women. He always knew that. But this fear was in the background. And the more he hung on to that fear, the more he was so frightened about the thoughts, the more the thoughts became more and more intrusive and obsessional. So obsessional means that they became all the time. As with any form of OCD, because the intrusive thoughts cause a severe amount of anxiety, the person will have compulsions. This is where they're looking for certainty. So the intrusive thoughts create such, such high amounts of distress and fear and panic that the compulsions come in because they're looking for certainty that this isn't true. And the compulsions for Paul would have led into him checking online, looking up, you know, homosexual OCD or fears around sexual orientation. And he came across this homosexual OCD. He started checking around his own intimacy with his partner. And if he felt like, oh, what if I wasn't fully feeling sexually aroused? Because of the thoughts, they mean it must mean they're true. So Paul lived with this for a few months. He was absolutely so, so distressed. He developed depression and he started avoiding going anywhere. And I want to really share about how this form of OCD is really misunderstood. It's misunderstood 
as being where a person will think that, oh, what if your just your your sexual orientation is repressed, or you have you're worried about coming out? Paul went to seek um, therapy and was actually told the exact same thing. He was told that potentially maybe that he is homosexual and that these feelings are just repressed feelings and that potentially he should think about coming out and sharing it to his partner. So for anyone that's experienced homosexual OCD, this is the opposite and the complete actually the complete opposite of what you want to hear because we have to understand that homosexual OCD is a form of obsessive compulsive disorder and it is a mental health issue. So when Paul was told this, this led him into more and more devastation. He considered telling his partner that he should leave her even though he knew and it was deep down this wasn't true but he couldn't cope with the feelings. The feelings make these thoughts true. Paul then came to seek my advice for this. And I had worked with many clients with homosexual OCD. So I was very familiar with the fears. I was very familiar with how to treat it. A lot of people that come to me with homosexual OCD will say, you know, but I'm not gay. This isn't true. I'm not gay. And I completely understand that. This isn't got anything got to do with homophobic. This is a mental health issue, but they have so much fears around their sexual orientation that it spikes this anxiety disorder. So Paul at the time came to see me and he was very, very distressed. He was after being seeing a therapist that told him that, you know, it's time that he should come out, that these are he's had repressed feelings. So we worked together with Paul. Paul really um avoided obviously talking to anyone. He was actually very embarrassed about even talking to me about it. So when it came to his partner, obviously it affected his relationships and it affected his day-to-day life. He was avoiding work. Maybe if he went in an odd day, he'd have to leave early. He was so distressed with these thoughts. He started constantly checking the internet. Is this true? His partner was unaware of all this. So she sensed that there was a disconnect between their relationship. It started to fade their intimacy, their connection. So I had, you know, opened up to Paul. Potentially it's important to tell your partner. Not anything about, really about the fears, because that's really important. A person thinks that if they open up to their partner, their partner's going to think it's true what if they're gay? This isn't the fact. The fact is that it's a fear. It's a mental health issue. So if anyone's out there listening to this today, I really want you to be aware to open up to your partner, show them information, show them this is a mental health issue. It's nothing got to do with your partner. Obviously, it's sensitive, very sensitive nature, so we have to really be educated. We have to really educate partners around this issue. Because educating partners then will make them feel like, okay, this isn't about me. This actually is a mental health issue. So I talked to Paul's partner about this. And I reassured her that obviously this isn't anything got to do with his sexual orientation. This is a fear. 
And the partner then was able to have more understanding and compassion towards Paul. And through that, she was able to be there for him. Obviously, then we started looking at addressing this issue and how we address the fear. We have to understand that the thoughts are irrelevant. It's the reaction to the thoughts that keep this obsessive loop going. The obsession, obsessive intrusive thoughts are kept going. They're fueled basically by the reaction. Now that's easier said than done for someone that has these fears. But as they walk through the process, what we do is we change the reaction. And how we change the reaction is we do these specific techniques that I teach people, specific breath techniques that I teach people that regulate the nervous system. And when you regulate the nervous system, what's happening over time is the thoughts that were once intrusive, i.e. have the fear response, i.e. the sympathetic arousal, the flight and fight, what we're doing is we're rebalancing the nervous system so that them thoughts that once were fearful start to dissipate. The reaction starts to get lower and lower and less and less. And therefore, as we know, the compulsions are only created as a coping behaviour. So I need certainty that this thought's not true. I need to check, is this thought true? I need to check, is this me? It's the doubt. It's the living in uncertainty. And the compulsions are really feeding this sense of uncertainty. So as Paul reduced the reaction to these thoughts through these specific techniques, now this is a process, it doesn't happen overnight. We have to imagine that if our system has been overactive, in other words, in the flight and fight for, for a long time, it's going to take a practice to bring it into a more regulated state. But Paul noticed that as he practiced every day, and eventually he was doing a half an hour a day, he noticed that while the thoughts were there, the reaction was becoming less. Therefore, the need to do compulsions was also fading away. The more Paul practiced, the more Paul was able to let go of these thoughts. The more then he was able to start living his life. He started going back to work. Yes, there was moments throughout the whole process that he was spiked, that he would be back into maybe feeling that anxiety. But that's okay. The more he kept practicing, the more that anxiety was becoming less. And it's completely normal to have spikes within the process of recovery. Spikes of anxiety where you'll feel someday, oh my God, these thoughts are so true. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I can't get rid of these thoughts. And that's really where a lot of people get stuck is because they're trying to get rid of the thoughts. The thoughts frighten them so much, which is completely understandable and completely natural that you want to get rid of the thoughts. But in fact, what you want to do is you want to look at reducing the reaction to the thoughts. A thought is only intrusive due to the reaction and our sense of what it means about me. So throughout this process, Paul started getting better and better. He started being able to, his relationship started to improve. His partner was able to understand what was going on. 
she's seen a difference in how he was behaving in the home, how the intimacy changed and how he was more present. He was able to go to work every day. So to this day, the good news is Paul is doing really, really well. He no longer fears these thoughts because he's worked on a practice that regulates the nervous system. And I like to think about the thoughts being that when you're experiencing intrusive thoughts, it's like you're like constantly on guard in your mind, watching, oh, I can let that in. Oh, I can't let that thought in. That's awful. What does that say about me? So homosexual OCD is a form of obsessive compulsive disorder. And it affects many people. And I really want to emphasise this in the podcast, that there is help out there. Like Paul, who now living a life free from this. And also, most importantly, is empowered for life. He's no longer afraid of what comes into his mind. He understands what these thoughts are. And he understands that they can't harm him. He understands that his practice, it's really about his nervous system, is... He might say out of balance, it's overactive in the sympathetic arousal, which is the flight, fight and freeze. And we can't just switch this off by talking. We can say every day, these thoughts don't bother me. They're only thoughts. But as someone that has had OCD, they're not just thoughts. They feel real. And they feel real due to the reaction. There is a way to recover. There There is a way to bring yourself to a very, very good place into a state of balance. If you'd like to learn more about me, I'm holding a webinar on April the 20th, 7pm Irish time. Now this will be pre-recorded, so if you can't make it, that's completely fine. You can learn to become free from OCD. I will leave a link in the show notes below where you can register. So thank you very much for listening. Hope you find this inspiring, educating and also hopeful. Have a lovely day wherever you are. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Free From OCD podcast. Let's share this message of hope and inspiration that you can become free from OCD. To learn more about me, visit my website www.theocdexpert.com. This is the channel that makes the impossible possible.